On today's podcast, we have Anna interviewing Tamara, a PhD student. They discuss Tamara's journey to her PhD. So let's lean in on today's podcast with Anna and Tamara. Tell me a little bit about yourself and maybe about your role at Ryerson specifically. So I'm right now in my going into my final year PhD. I, I guess my role now in Ryerson is I... I'm a PhD student. I, uh, my project is working on uh, solar cell fabrication. I didn't always want to go to do a PhD. I actually thought after university or maybe like master's, I would be done with school. I never had a plan of even going into chemistry or any of that. Like I remember after finishing high school, I was I just want to do something like, I don't know, easy. Not easy, but like not, not necessarily sciencey. And then I saw that like towards the end of like my high school, I saw that my grades were really high in chemistry. So I was like, I guess I could go there. And even like in the first year of uh, undergrad, because we all, all programs were taking like the same courses. So I had like the option of switching like to the bio or biomedical physics yeah. or any of those. And I just stuck with chemistry just because if it was easy for me or it, it was, I don't know. So that's how that whole thing happened. Um, I remember after like my master's, or sorry, after my undergrad profs, my friends and stuff were asking like, oh, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? So I said that I already applied for the master's degree. I want to get my master's and then they're like, oh, do you want to like continue to do a PhD? I said, no, this is, that's it. Master's is the final thing. Uh, but it was kind of unfortunate after my master's, I couldn't find a job that was proper, I guess. Like I thought with a master's degree, you could find like a, a, a good, like a decent job uh, in science but I guess because it's still an entry level it was still like considered like low in terms of like pay and all that so working for two years at like a non-science company I decided to go back to science because I saw that like I was forgetting a lot of everything I learned basically for all those years okay did you do um your undergrad and master's at Ryerson as well uh no I went to UFT for master's undergrad was at Ryerson oh okay interesting cool yeah yeah. Okay, cool. So tell me more about, we kind of covered schooling, but where's your hometown and like sort of your background before? Yeah. So I was born and raised in Jordan. So my parents are, so my dad is Arabic from Jordan. My mom is okay. Serbian. So to me, that's like, sometimes people like wonder, like, why do I always have to distinguish <laughs> like my nationality if I was born and raised in one country? And the thing is, because my mom, she did a lot of like, like I have a lot of influence from her, from like the European uh, culture. So I was a little different from kids who had like both Arabic parents. Like whether it's a nationality thing, a religion thing, like all of that was like kind of different. So I grew up with kind of two cultures together. So that's why I always like like to differentiate that. So I lived there till I was 16. And then I moved to Canada. And actually like, Yesterday, like my birthday, this is, it marked 16 years of my life in Canada. So oh, now it's so like, cool. yeah, so now I'm like yeah. starting a new, <laughs> new kind of life here or something. It was oh, just kind of so interesting. Cool. Yeah. Were you um, living in Amman? Yes. I love yeah. Jordan. 
I was there for about a oh, week, yeah? but I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know now it's like so much, it's different. And like, even when my parents went back two years ago, they were saying how like everything changed. The city that you knew is not even the same. It's like so different. For um, the good or for the worst is what they meant. So it's good that there is there's like coffee shops and burger places and stuff where like those things weren't there when I was there. Uh, but it is bad that there is, the pollution is so so much higher and just people are more angry i guess because there's not enough jobs and finances aren't the best but it for tourists it looks very pretty and i think that's yeah. i i lived in um in akaba the it's a city oh yeah the great coast yeah yeah by the red sea i lived there uh, when until i was like eight about eight or something um so i like that city more because there is something about like the sea and like i love water and I know that city was always like a touristy place. So it looked yeah. bad where it's like where you live, like the residential areas weren't like the best, but the touristy places, the hotels and like, I guess a resort type of style, those were like always the best. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. I like Akaba too. It's very hot. That was like the oh number God. one takeaway. Yeah. Yeah. I, I never knew how hot it was. I guess I, I was used to it there. I know my mom always used to tell me how like she would never go back there. It was like a hell place. It was like so hot. And then whenever here in Canada, when it gets like that humid, I think maybe today is one of those days. I don't know. But the, we've had like when it was like really, really hot and no rain and stuff. She's like, this is Akaba outside. She's like, don't go outside. <laughs> but, like I went outside and I was like, oh my God, like I tolerated this. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god yeah but I found like at least from my like limited time there I found at least it was dry like it wasn't like that yeah. heavy air that you can't breathe you know mm-hmm. here yeah. it's, uh, yeah. have you been back ever or no nope. to visit I wanted to go back like maybe after five years of living here friends were still there I wanted to kind of go back and like see them and stuff. But after that, for some reason, like I think after everybody finished like university, like graduated or something, they all moved to different countries. And I kind of, I didn't lose touch with them. Like I still kind of talk to them on Facebook from time to time, but they're all like in different, I think there was like one friend who's still in in Jordan, but everybody else like went to Dubai, someone went to Sweden, someone like Australia, Uh. (laughs) like all over the place. Yeah. So I didn't like, I have my dad's family there, but like I wasn't, I wasn't like that close to them. Yeah, I see. I see what you mean. Yeah. And just out of curiosity, so how did your parents meet? So Serbia to Jordan. So um, my dad studied in Belgrade, so they met. They were in the same university. Ah, okay, okay. They met there. Yeah, there was like a whole other story my mom could tell you about like the meeting and her not wanting to marry an Arab, and then she ended up an Arab. <laughs> Oh my god. But so she must, that must have happened when it was still Yugoslavia then. Oh yeah. 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 It's, it's such a fascinating, like, both parts of the world really. Yeah. yeah. Have you been to Serbia? Yes. Uh, well, not, not like, uh, I'm like very bad at, I guess, visiting family and stuff, but ever since I came to Canada, <laughs> I didn't go see anybody. <laughs> here. Um, but when I was in Jordan, we used to go to Serbia, like, every other summer or something like that. That's kind of cool though. So you mentioned when you were in high school that you kind of had good grades in chemistry, but what did you actually want to be as a kid, like before you started (laughs) school for this? (laughs) 
So I had a, I have a very big wide imagination till this day. But when I was a kid, so I wanted to be an astronaut. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> I had like a fascination with stars and planets and you know, all that. Like, used to look at constellations and yeah. rise where they show up and seasons and all that. Yeah, anyways. So <laughs> I wanted to do that. And then when I, when I found out, basically, not even you need to do like study wise, just physically training and, and, and be able to survive in like that kind of atmosphere. Mm. I was like, mm, maybe not. <laughs> I liked music that was always in my family so you play any like instruments or anything yeah so I I grew up kind of playing guitar and if you ask me like how many years do you play guitar I could tell you I play like 10 plus years but does that mean I'm any good no <laughs> it's just kind of there I play piano a little bit um so the thing about this here so like in Jordan there weren't I don't know how it is now, but I know back when I was there, they there weren't that many options to explore like career-wise. So I didn't, maybe if I was here and if I took like piano lessons or, or vocal lessons or something like that, I would have thought of like, okay, I want to be a musician. I want to do this. I want to do that. So there, because that wasn't there, like music was always a hobby. I never thought of it as a career oh, okay. until coming here. So I did always kind of go towards science. I did like a little bit of like history, um, but Jordan had a lot of like, the history was a lot about the country and the politics of the country. And like, uh, okay. because it's near Palestine. So there was a lot of that Palestine, Israeli yeah. politics. So I, I hated that. I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, so again, like even history, like that wasn't even an option. So like to do any career. So coming from Jordan, I always thought like it's either science or something in computers because that was okay. there. That was like, so in, cause I was there until like grade 10 and grade 10 is the, it's like the final grade. Uh, cause like after that you go into like you specialize, which kind okay. of program you want to do or. It's, it's not really like a college, it's like a preparation for a college. Okay. So you choose like which path you want to do. If you want to do more like science-y stuff, if you want to do more uh, like literature stuff or okay. others. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was always kind of thinking of it like that. And then like here, when I went to high school, I saw that like, I had so many more options. And I was like, like overwhelmed by all of that. So um, I kind of like came to Canada with the thought that I will never do a science, any anything oh, okay. science related. I wanted to go like into computers or something. But when I came here and I saw like, I loved the science classes, like whether they were biology, physics, chemistry, anything, I, I loved all of them. The chemistry one just happened to give me like the highest grades. So I thought like, okay, if I want to get like a scholarship or like just to make things easier for me, I guess I should go for that because it's already, I can do it, I guess. But honestly, like if it wasn't a science, if it wasn't like chemistry, it would have probably been like biology or something. Uh, so not quite an astronaut, but something <laughs> still in the science field. <laughs> not shooting for the stars, but like one second. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I was scared to go into like music because there is a whole scare about like, oh, you can't find a job like, yeah. being a musician, blah, blah, blah. And like yeah, my brother- scientists and we still don't have jobs. So. Oh yeah, I know. Like that's the joke. Cause actually my brother studied, like finished as a music degree and he has a better job than me. 
it's not a science job, but <laughs> it doesn't yeah. have a master's or a PhD and he's just graduated two years ago and he's doing way better than I do. <laughs> yeah. It's, so. it's like crazy. Like, you know, there's no, it used to be so set and people would think, Oh, I went to med school. I get a job or law, mm-hmm. I get a job. And it's, it's yeah. so not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, it's fascinating. So after, so, okay. So after you finish your PhD, have you thought about like your next steps or jobs you want to apply to? So this comes from like, if I tell you I have no plan and I don't know what I'm doing, it looks like you should have some sort of plan. You know, you didn't spend all this money and time and everything, you know, without a plan, like it makes sense to have a plan. But the reason why I don't want to kind of have a plan is because I've always had, like, I never had a set plan, like after finishing undergrad or, 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 or master's or something, but I always kind of knew where I wanted to go or kind of what to do. I didn't want to have a solid plan. Cause I always scared, like, what if it doesn't work? Then I get very like sad and, you know, like disappointed and all that stuff. So I kind of like to have like an idea of like, I'm going to explore this and then whatever comes with it, like there'll be multiple steps, multiple options. Um, and then I don't, think that worked out the way I wanted it to work out. Am I happy that I'm doing a PhD? Not 100%. <laughs> like, I'm, I, I kind of decided to do a PhD as like a last resource because every uh, all the other options didn't like work out. And I know Brian's going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Just gonna hear this. Like, yeah, I'm not quitting. I'm still going to stay and finish it. But <laughs> oh, but it's good to be honest too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't know what I want to do with this. Like, do I want to become a prof and teach? Maybe. I do like teaching. Um, I think things that I explain to people, they tend to understand what I say. So maybe I can teach. Do I want to go work in like some sort of industry type of environment? I maybe not because I kind of explored that a bit after my master's and I I don't like the hours I don't like how strict they are I don't like what type of job was it that you did so I so I I did uh I worked a bit at Apotex oh okay yeah yeah so but the thing is like maybe it's not a fair comparison because what I did was an entry-level job and like they they gave it to like undergrads it's, it wasn't like, they didn't even care if you had a bachelor's or a master's, you still get the same job. Uh, so there was like a lot of repetition, a lot of like testing, a lot of like, just, just a, like a robot, robotic kind of like job. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. So I don't know if a PhD would give me something similar to that, or it would be like something different. I have no idea. But something I learned from this is like, I want to work flexible hours. So like, I don't mind working eight hours a day, but I want them to be flexible. I want to be able to like organize these hours or spread them out how, how I want. How it works for you. Yeah. Yeah. And if I find a job that gives me that, then I'll take it. Uh, maybe that job could be like having my own company, maybe, yeah, yeah. I don't know, teaching in high school or something. I know like probably not likely, uh, cause that is also sort of strict hours. Um, but it's not like eight hours, like you're constantly, constantly working. Like there's some breaks yeah. and stuff. So I don't know. I'm, I'm still kind of having like multiple, trying to find like different ideas and like what I can do. Yeah. But I'm a little scared that now it's like, I have one year left. I'm like, crap, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't look forward to that day either. Oh. <laughs> but things kind of find their, I, I do feel like things 
fall into place sometimes like you have to work for it but that they also fall into place so yeah so back to ryerson so um do your phd what do you find that you spend most of your time doing other than writing at home <laughs> i'm sure you're writing your thesis oh uh, like like before quarantine like a normal uh yeah before quarantine yeah okay. uh okay so let's say during during the semester so not like when, when I'm like TAing and stuff. So during that time, yeah. okay, so there will be lab work, there will be TAing, uh, there will be coursework if you're taking a course. So those three, I think, yeah, those would be the three things. So the lab work includes, uh, when I say lab work, like I'm thinking of like actual, like being in the lab and like doing experiments or testing or whatever, uh, yeah. and writing. Okay. Uh, and sure. there is like group meetings and group things and like meeting with Brian and you know all that stuff um and then like TA there is TAing like actually go to TA and then there is the work after that where you have to mark there is also like a preparation I like I kind of like uh, having anxiety sometimes where I'm like ah, I'm not prepared enough how am I going to TA this class and like yeah ask me a question and I wouldn't know what it is um <laughs> so I kind of maybe spend too much time preparing than others I don't know but it does help if you're taking the same lab. Okay. So the first year was kind of like weird, but like the second, third year, that kind of know what lab you're going to be taking. So this one gets easier. And then uh, the coursework. So depends on also like which How course. many courses would you take? Yeah. So I took two and I transferred one from uh, my master's. So you're, you're required, I think, three for a PhD. For master's, it's two maybe? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. My program is seven, so. For, a, for what? Because I'm in the environmental applied science program. I know. Yeah, I was just talking about this, Brian. Strange. Seven courses plus seminar. Oh, yeah, there's seminar. I forgot about that. I was like, I know there's something else that's annoying. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. It's much less in the, um, in the pure stream, I think. Yeah. Do they expect you to do actual, like, project work, lab work or something? Yeah. It's, a th it's not because there was an option for um, project instead of thesis. Mm -hmm. which I guess would just be like a much shorter thesis, but that was like 15 courses or something crazy. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking yeah. like, are they expecting the project to come from those courses maybe instead of like having a separate, like you doing- No, no, no. It's still expected. I think they're less, like Brian and I were just talking about this, that they're less rigorous. Like they're not as scientific based. Like there's like environmental law and uh, oh. climate change top. Like, you know, it's a little more um, policy based. Stuff. Yeah. I see. So it's like less- technical base for each course which is yeah. kind of nice but anyways not so about me <laughs> it's so yeah, long, I am complaining I'm complaining about three courses and you have seven never mind oh, no. no but they're but they're like very different like my partner yeah. who's doing his master's in the physics department like his courses are require so many hours per course too so I imagine that um yeah the chemistry is the same way it's yeah yeah like the the first the first course like i took was the uh, i can't remember but it's the one where they, like in a way like brian was the one designing it so like you do assignments oh, okay. and stuff for that so it's kind of like a little bit related to your research already so oh, that's kind of nice. it was it was like a flexible course so that one was like okay um the second course i took uh was an actual course where you like had to go to class and like you know listen to the lecture and then there was a lot of presentations a lot of not a lot of writing a lot of presentation mainly uh but that course was nice because so it was like interfacial studies uh and then the prof was saying uh you could 
look at your project and pick where you think you have an interfacial study kind of topic, and then you can explore that. Uh, like, you know, interface, like you have two different layers of two different things. Like, uh, while, okay. While, okay. Yeah. okay. So, yeah. So it was, it was very like flexible in that sense where he was like, you take your project. So like I took solar cells and there was a lot of interfaces in solar cells. So I could like explore that. And then I would just like talk about that. All my presentation were about that. So he wasn't, he, he's a food scientist. So I don't like, he, he's, he isn't like, doesn't know solar cells. So he was also kind of learning along the way and like asking questions and stuff. And like Rita was in that class too. So she was also doing solar cells. So I guess we like taught the class about solar cells. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. But then like other people had different projects and they were also like, talking about like it was interesting how you like can yeah. apply a topic to your project and then you can see the same topic in different that is really topic. cool uh so that class was 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 good um there wasn't like you know you have to study for a midterm or exam or something like that oh, okay. you didn't have that easy that's nice that they're relevant to what you're actually doing instead of just learning a topic that yeah. Yeah. won't help you at all but again like that's where you have to like choose the course so i know for some reason ryerson offers i don't i don't think that's like wrong or anything i think because that's what like the programs are in ryerson like the projects and stuff a lot of it is like synthesis based yeah so there is a lot of like organic courses a lot of like characterization like instruments all that and that to me like it didn't fit like what i was doing so i'm like yeah I don't want to. It's learn. not going to help you in the long run either, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, kind of going on to more of, I guess, advice for other students who are listening to the podcast. So, what would you say, from your perspective, would be like the most transferable skill for a student to have, and why would it be that skill? See, like I like to always say, like time management, but I know that that's not a transfer, not even probably a skill at this point. Like, or it could be anything that you learned either in undergrad or separately from formal schooling that you just think students could have that could apply to like any field ask questions i don't know if that's a skill but ask a lot of questions what i mean by that is like sometimes that happened to me too like not not just like other students you get scared and you're like oh no if i ask this question it's gonna be stupid and this isn't like i'm not talking about like oh someone gave a lecture and now you have to ask a question to, to you know and you're scared that like the rest of the room are gonna laugh at you because the question's stupid like n- not not that type of question it's more like when whenever someone's talking to you like whether it's a prof a ta or or even another person like student or something with you um if you don't understand ask and there's like no shame. I should learn from that. I should take your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I some like I've been called annoying before because I ask a lot of questions, my family included. <laughs> but it's because <laughs> I'm curious, and I, in a way, like I want to know what you're like. I want to make sure what you're telling me is something that I actually understand, instead of just nodding and being like, "Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, I get it," and then I don't get it. Like even in a, in a normal conversation, like. I don't want to just be like nodding and just kind of like passively, like just not pay attention to what you're saying. That's like, a good no. point. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually like, I want to, to understand, like if you're telling me something, whether it's a science thing, whether it's a problem in your life, like I want to know, I understand what you're saying. And then whatever I say back is, you know, something meaningful. So that would be I like, that. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that was like something like I've experienced and I kind of worked on it and, you know, and also like ask a, you learn how to ask, uh, like, I want to say a better question, but it's, it's more like a clearer question. Okay. So sometimes, like, 
you can like ask a question and you're like like circling around the topic and then you, sometimes you want to just ask it directly how it is because the other person will not understand what you're saying yeah so like you learn how to like formulate your questions better yeah no i agree i think it's something that comes with um experience too yeah but yeah you're right you can apply that even to just your normal day-to-day life like ask more questions i like that so yeah. answer, I think. okay so we're gonna go on to the rapid fire section so they're more just kind of in like okay. a sentence or two answer and we'll just keep going through because there's quite a few so okay. let's start with what do you think is a fact about you that your colleagues know least about you I don't know now. Like, I feel like I've said everything. <laughs> I can solve the Rubik's Cube. Oh, that's cool. Uh, How did you teach yourself that? My dad taught me. <laughs> oh, that's actually a great... I've always wanted to do that. I always get so frustrated. Just, like, throw it out. It took, for, it took a whole summer, but I learned it. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Um, what famous person, person, current or otherwise, would you like to go to dinner with and why? Schrodinger. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great answer. <laughs> Because he has the same, he, well, he had the same birthday as me, and I kind of oh, really special there. <laughs> I also like quantum physics, like, a lot. <laughs> oh my god, me too. It's, I, it fascinates me to know it. And I, I don't just, understand oh. a lot of it. I don't understand the math. The math really, like, throws me off, but if, if like, I've read, there is, uh, there are, like, two books. I know that they're kind of, like, quantum related. Well, they're about quantum, but they're, uh, in a way, like, dumbed down and like explained in as like stories so they're like oh, okay. talking about like wormholes and stuff and they're actually like drawing pictures of dinosaurs and they're showing like where they go and what happens oh that's so cool. okay what would be your favorite food it's this dish called shushbarak it's an it's an arabic dish um okay. it kind of now that i think about it it looks like dumplings okay. uh, like, like meat filled dumplings cooked in yogurt oh okay in armenian we have like a very similar dish to that yeah and your favorite beverage? Banana milk. <laughs> really? I don't know if anybody like knows this. So you know how there was like chocolate milk and strawberry milk. So like growing up, there was this drink. It was it was like that, but it was banana flavored. And it's like this fake banana flavor that I will just chug the whole box. Like, oh my god, <laughs> that's a very unique answer. I like yeah. that. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite color? Purple. Okay, <laughs> and. We kind of covered this with the astronaut thing, but maybe there's a different answer. So complete this sentence. If I was not a PhD student right now, I would like to be... Some sort of musician. Maybe an opera singer. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Opera singer. I like that. Okay. What's something that you'd like to share, maybe that's in the top 10 of your bucket list? I'd like to go scuba diving. That's something. Hey, Aqaba, that's the place to do it, right? If you can't go in space, I can go underwater. (laughs) Okay. Who is your favorite role model? I don't have one person and they always keep changing. Maybe current or someone that sticks out to you if you've had like multiple. I said Brian would it be too cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it'll make his day when he hears that. <laughs> like, I don't know, a current one. I'm thinking like in the past my mom was my role model, but now like the more I'm into like this like academia, academia kind of career and stuff. I kind of look yeah. up to him. I was like, oh, let's see, what did you do? <laughs> That's a great answer. Okay, what would you consider to be your greatest achievement? Started working out again, and I want to kind of get That's into great. this like healthy body Mindset, type of like life, yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what kind of workouts do you try out? 
So I do uh, a mix of like like a training, like I don't know what they're called, like a, doing squats and weights and things like muscle okay, yeah. building, I guess. And then I do so I do that twice a week, and then then I do yoga once a week to kind of like I, I feel like that's a balanced. That's great. Yeah, yeah. If I can ask, like, what got you started again? Uh, so this like vertigo thing that I have uh, where I notice the more I sit down and write or just sitting in like a desk kind of position I get like the muscles around my neck kind of cramp up and I don't know I just started feeling like (laughs) like getting super old all of a sudden like my (laughs) body was hurting like my low back hurts now and like my upper back so I was like okay no if I want to continue to do what I'm doing I need to fix that and I know exercise does help. So this is like a, a serious thing to me. Like I, I need, this needs to be stronger. I, I need to keep doing this because otherwise I can't sit down and write. And yeah. the whole point. That's great though. Congratulations. On a kind of opposite spectrum, what would you consider to be your greatest failure? So I kind of tend to hurt people around me sometimes without noticing. And I think that's like, every time that happens, it's a big fail to me. And like, I don't do it like intentionally, but, and it's usually the people that are like the closest to me for some reason. I don't know. Maybe I take them for granted or I get too comfortable around them or something. And like, I say some things that are not nicely said. (laughs) And I, that, that to me is like a a big, big, like, like a fail. Like why, why? Like, no. Yeah. I mean, it's most important that you notice those kind of things and like work on them right it's very different if you were like i don't care <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it took course, it took yeah. a while for me to actually notice it like a couple of people had to actually tell me for me to be like oh wait like no this yeah for some reason like the things that your family tells you sometimes i don't think of it as like a bad thing like oh yeah. i didn't do this on purpose like i still love you you know that yeah. but then like when i start hearing it from other people that's when i'm like oh okay this this is not serious time <laughs> yeah yeah what would you say you're most grateful for? Um, that I have my family with me here. Okay. Uh, what would you say, and what would you say concerns you the most? Say, like, worldwide scale or... These are, like, interesting questions. Like, I really have to think about this. <laughs> what concerns me? That, a lot of things concern me. Like, globally, yeah, I am concerned about the whole, like, world peace and, you know, global warming and all that. I have this fear of the planet just blowing up or crashing or something like that's that to me is like a nightmare like I, I can't it really freaks me out so like globally yes I'm very terrified of that ever happening but like on a maybe smaller scale day to day I'm concerned health means a lot to me like if anyone is kind of around me like being sick or something that really like I, I, don't, I don't want that I'm scared yeah. that that can happen yeah especially given what's going on right now so Okay, on a bit of a lighter note, what would you say, where, what spot in the world would you say is the place that you'd like to travel to the most, or you have traveled? I would like to go to Hawaii. I love being around water, like bodies of water, like water is something, yeah. I don't know, I, I love it. And I I saw always like movies of like surfing, people surfing, and they were yeah. always in Hawaii, and I was like, I want to do that. <laughs> I like beach. I like, so maybe like any island, but I think yeah. I want to see Hawaii first. For sure. Yeah. You should talk to Steph Davies because she loved Hawaii. What would you say is your most productive time of the day? From three to seven. But that's like, so like if I'm home though. So like right now, I don't know, like during the day, it's 
like if it's so if I'm a weekend, let's say, or like working from home type of thing, I'd say three to seven. If I'm like at school, I would say from maybe 11 to two. So you're not like a super morning. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I want to, I hate waking up in the morning <laughs> early. <laughs> oh my God. When classes would be at like 8 a.m. or something, and you'd have to, I used to be commuted too. Yeah. I'd show up half asleep there. And for some reason, <laughs> I didn't think of buying coffee on the way. And like, I didn't start drinking <laughs> coffee until later. I feel like that would have made things so much easier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Coffee can make a huge difference. Yeah. Okay. And what would you say is your favorite hobby? Maybe music or maybe it's something else. Yeah. Anything that has to do with creating. Because like, I want to say like, oh, my favorite hobby right now is like sewing, but that's not it because it, it just keeps changing. So whether I want to like put up shelves in my room or make a new costume or I suck at drawing. So I will, I will not say drawing, but anything that like, it's a, like a DIY type of thing, like creating something. Okay. I, I like to do that. Cool. Okay. Do you like follow a set of instructions or do you like to just totally go off on your own? Depends on like what I'm doing. If so, do you know what cosplay is? Yeah. 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 So I like, uh, so if I if I'm making like a prop for a costume and if I've yeah. never made something like that before, then yeah, I will look up like a tutorial how they do it. Um, okay. If it's like sewing related, I know how to sew for the most part, but patterning where I have to like draw like the shirt or something, I'm still learning that. So I'll like ask my mom to show me and then I'll like finish up the rest. So it it depends on like what I'm doing. Hardware stuff for some reason I'm really good at that. So if you need any. Ikea assembling. <laughs> You're the person to call. Oh, Ikea the furniture is the death of me. I like find joy in doing that for some reason. I don't know. Oh, it's good though. That's great. It's like very different from a PhD in chemistry, I guess, too. Yeah. No, but it's good to have like something very different as well to spend your time doing. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah, I don't know. If you were like thinking of that, if I had like sciencey hobbies, no. Coloring my hair, that could be a, a sign. Oh, yeah. I think that's like the closest I have. What kind of colors have you done? Oh, a lot. <laughs> that my hair is now damaged, falling. And Same. Trying. Too many box dyes on my hair, oh. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what would you say, and I guess this is kind of like the conclusion and the biggest question that we have here, but what would you say, forgetting COVID, like pre-COVID everything, to your second year undergraduate self? What kind of advice would you give yourself? I would say, take it easy. <laughs> Not everything depends on grades. <laughs> Need to remember to eat more, drink more, exercise more. Yeah. I just took undergrad way too seriously. Like I thought that was it. If I don't succeed, like that's it. I'm a failure forever. And I think that I put too much pressure on myself. So I, I, that's what I tell myself. Just Make it a little like, easier. Like relax a bit. Yeah. 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 I agree. That was, I've, yeah, I never got to talk to you like directly. Oh, anyway, yeah. So it was nice to like talk to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and that way too. Okay. Take it easy. It was really nice to get to know you. Yeah. So, yeah. So. Bye. <laughs>